Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, November 10th, and this is what they would call on television a very special episode of Satellite Sisters because for two reasons. Number one... All five sisters are here today. Like, yeah. All right. All right. The sisterhood is uh, showing up today. Uh, and the number two reason, let's start with that. Monica Dolan, happy birthday. Thank you, you guys. It's <laughs> great. This is a great way to start out my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, Monica, you're in Bend, Oregon, right? I am. Yep. I'm over oh, here for fantastic. the weekend. Fantastic. Over right. here for the weekend. And. I'm going to have uh, our little Ben family over for dinner tonight. And I'm, Lee, and I'm going with the uh, can't miss chicken marbella recipe from the Silver Palette Cookbook. <laughs> nice choice. Excellent. Very right. excited to serve that. All right, let's bring in the rest of the sisters. So, Leon is obviously here. Leon, you're in Pasadena. How are yes, you doing I out am. there? Okay, good. Uh, Sheila Dolan, uh, you're in South Pasadena. Just south of Leon. Very happy. <laughs> Nice and sunny and bright today, Leon. It is. It's gorgeous. It's been gorgeous here. Unless you're sitting in your bedroom closet recording, <laughs> and which is also what Julie Dolan is doing in Dallas, Texas, correct? Yes, I am. And happy birthday, Monica. This is great to all be together. Thanks, Julie. Yep. So, uh, okay. Uh, birthday plans, birthday advice. Anyone got any advice for Monica? Oh, I have some great advice. This is Sheila. You know, Monica, I feel so close to you. We're just one year away. <laughs> and I was, uh, happy birthday, first of all. Thank happy you. birthday. I was your age last year, and now I'm not. And um, I just wanted to give you, I made a little list of five things you can look forward to now, that, now that you're crossing over, as they say. <laughs> um, so, for, number one, now I, I experienced this a couple weeks ago, a great surprise reduced health club memberships. Did you know that? I, At I don't my know. age? Well, you have like a year. So next year, you will get cha-ching, a reduced club health membership. Okay. Woo. Okay. <laughs> don't they call that a senior citizen discount? <laughs> no, it's a special discount for a special birthday number that I won't reveal because, you know, I don't talk about that. But let's just say it's double digits. But, okay? And I can get I guess what that number is, because it's exactly one more than the number <laughs> I'm holding today. <laughs> okay, so looking forward to that, and that's a nice surprise. And, of course, we, as, as mature women, we need to keep pounding that health club. To, because you have to work twice as hard to get just to maintain. That is yeah. my theory. Yeah, that's true. Okay, number two, Monica. Entire aisles at Rite Aid devoted to your personal female freedom and health. <laughs> so everything, I mean, you can, you've seen the aisle and it is there and it's expanding. Has anyone noticed how large it's become? Yes. Well, um, there, there, there seem to be a lot of, um, like, not like supplements and things that are each vaguely related to, uh, I assume you're talking about sort of the menopause department. <laughs> um, it's menopause, it's interpause, it's everything. It's, it's, it's vitamins, it's pads, it's ointments, it's lotions. It's, it's, 
It's, it's, it's everything. It's bathing. I mean, it's just expanded. And just take a trip down that aisle, Monica, and just and, see. And, and freedom awaits me. I like the way, I like the way you couch it as the freedom aisle. <laughs> okay. You, you'll never have to go into a bathroom again. Totally <laughs> You won't. You'll never have to use the public ladies' room again. (laughs) Look at it that way. Yes. Uh, Number three, every once in a while, um, someone at the store will feel sorry for you and they'll call you Miss. So that is something to look forward to. Instead of ma'am, they say thank you, Miss. And I cannot tell you how happy that makes me feel. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, have you gotten any Misses yet? Uh, yeah, uh, every once in a while. It, it, that really does make me happy, Sheila. It hurts you Sheila, up. Don't, don't you think it's just out of some sort of pity? <laughs> well, it, it doesn't matter. It's better than ma'am, right? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And uh, do I need to reenact the Julianne Moore scene from Magnolia where she says, don't call me ma'am? That is one of the greatest insults to a woman is to be called ma'am, I think. Um, okay. And number four, um, I think you're going to be able to avail yourself of the menu of waxing services at your local spa. Things heretofore you may not have chosen for yourself. <laughs> the only way I can put it. So there are things on a waxing menu. We've all seen them. We said, oh, never would I have, you know, I'm never going to need that. And then, boom, all of a sudden, you have hair growing in different places. Um, that uh, <laughs> work wasn't there before. Um, and it, those services are cheaper uh, because they're just little areas. It's that, sort of spot things. <laughs> it's, it's spot checkups <laughs> that, <laughs> that um, you may avail yourself of. Okay, Monica? Okay. Just think of it as more freedom. It's, it's, it's more freedom to wax. It's more freedom. Number five, and I, I guess I'm bringing it back to me as I always do. Uh, but if you're lucky, Monica, uh, like I have found lately, you may find someone who loves you for your experience, your hard-earned wisdom, and your skin tags. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my case, that's a lot of love. <laughs> I know, it's a lot of love. And, you know, you may find that, and I hope you do. Because uh, that's what we all want, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Somebody who loves us for our skin tags? Yes. Okay, I like it. It's very positive. Well, you have to... So happy birthday again, Monica. Sheila, thank you. Thank you for putting together that thoughtful list for me. <laughs> keep, keep that in mind as I move forward into, <laughs> into the double digits. <laughs> As you say, well, I did have a uh, uh, sort of a brush with aging this week. Uh, what happened is, and I know, Leon, you had a trip to the DMV yes. last week with your son to get his learner's permit. And I had a very different experience at the DMV this week. <laughs> so I needed to renew my license. It expires today. Um, and I got the notice last month in the mail. And it said um, that because I was over 50, I was going to have to take a vision test. Ooh. Now, this, this really, really scared me. 
my vision is not great. You know, it was on my list of things to do this year (laughs) to get... To get, get my better eye, vision. Get better vision. Well, you know, Leanne, I just thought maybe I should see a professional and maybe there was something more than the $11 reading glasses from <laughs> Rite Aid were in order. Maybe I should get myself some real glasses. But, of course, I didn't do it because I had many things going on. So I started to really worry about the vision test, and that's why I put off going in to renew my license. I was speaking with this young doctor I work with, and he had just gotten his license. He was talking about it. And I was like, what What, what about that vision test? He said, oh, no, it's really easy. You just read a bunch of letters off of a line. You know, they ask you to read, like, line six. And I was like, well, easy for you to say. You're 30. So I, I was really, really nervous about the test. So I went in Thursday night. Um, and of course it is now imperative that I get, they give you a temporary license. It is now <laughs> imperative because I was renting a car on Friday to drive over to bed and you can't rent a car without a license. Um, that's one thing they're pretty strict on. So I go to the DMV. <laughs> I go to the, good for them. That's a good place to draw the line. Monica, you've waited, you've waited for the last possible slot on the Thursday night before you needed a fresh license. Is that is exactly that- right, Julie? Exactly right. Only adding, adding to my anxiety. So I get there, and like you, Leon, you said it is just a sea of humanity at the DMV. <laughs> I, it has been what ten years since I've been there, and I get there, and of course they have a take a number system, and I look, I take my number. It's 113, and they are now on number 82. Oh, that is and, rough. <laughs> and there's big signs that say it's about quarter of a three, and they say if you don't, if your number isn't called by 4 p.m., you you can't test that day. You have to come back another day. So I am just sitting there sweating it out. You know, they're going through the numbers every time they called a bunch of numbers, and no one and someone didn't step forward because they had bailed on the thing. I was like, yes, yes, keep going, keep going. So at 3.59, they call number 113. I go up there. The woman is very nice. I'm pleased to see that she's over 40 and wearing reading glasses. Um, So I feel like I've got that on my side. And we go through my license. There are some corrections to be made. For instance, my hair was listed as black. (laughs) It was listed as brown? Black. Black. Really? Really? Not just brown. I mean, black. I mean, I know my roots are black. So I said, well, it's sort of, uh, it's blonde. You know, let's just put down blonde. Let's correct that. So she said, okay, let's step over and just take the vision test. And uh, I have to stare. Have you guys done it? You have to press your head, stare into this little eye testing machine. And she said, go ahead and just read the numbers on line three. I mean, the letters on line three. And I can see the letters on line three. I'm so psyched. So I'm whizzing through them, E-L-F-B-S. And she said, well, well, um, no, how about the numbers on the left? <laughs> like, on the left, I saw nothing. Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. Oh, my. On the left. 
I immediately panicked. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail this test. And she said, well, you know, maybe your hair was in the way. And I was like, okay, maybe it was in the way. <laughs> the black, black, black hair. hair. That's the problem with black hair. It blots out the screen. Well, she said, let's try it again and start from the left. So I press my head into that little machine and I, I squint, I'm squinting my right eye closed and on the left, I see these teeny tiny letters and they're like blinking and flashing. I cannot read those letters, but I just take a deep breath and just Give it a guess. I'm just L-V-S. I know I didn't pass that test on the left, but then she flashed some light. She said, can you see the left? Oh, yeah, I can see the left. Can you see both? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So she added the kindness of her heart, I think because it was now like 4.58. She passed me. And um, oh, wow. so I just, I just want to say that I have no problem seeing while I'm driving. <laughs> okay. Well, how do you know if you're just not seeing things that are there? You know, Liz, if they had had a big stop sign <laughs> or a pedestrian, I would have been able to identify that. And Sheila, when we were together this summer driving around Long Island in that rental car. Right. What did you say to me? You said, you can read those signs? Yes, I did say that, Monica. I, sh- I, said, I heard it out. You can read those signs, ma'am. And I said, yes, of course I can read those signs because I know you can't, but you need to drive your classes. So here I am. I passed the test, not on the left side. Clearly, there's a problem with the left eye that I can now point out to the ophthalmologist when I go to see him. So I'm sitting down, and Leanne, I'm sure you're familiar with the on-deck chairs where they sit you right next to the camera where they're going to take your picture for the license. So there I sit no down. There's in the Pasadena DMV. They, those budget got cut a long time ago. Oh, my it's gosh. All, it's all standing. Well, they have like four little chairs where you have to sit right before you get your picture taken. So I sit down there and I'm like, phew. And the woman next to me who was with her young daughter, she said, you almost failed that eye test. <laughs> she did. She said that to me. I oh, felt awful. Oh, my God. She said, I heard that woman say, is your hair in the way? <laughs> she looked at me. She said, I don't want you driving behind me. Oh, and I, I almost died. I, I was like, just give me the piece of paper, please. <laughs> and so I walked out of there and all the way home, I felt awful. But it, in order to like assuage my guilt about sort of passing the eye exam on the left, I just started reading out street signs and license plate numbers. Just out loud to yourself in the car? Just out loud. I just think like there are not little tiny letters uh, on your windshield, no, no. come up. You need to identify. There are pedestrians, and there are, you know, merge signs, and those I am fine with. And plus, I believe I should get extra credit for the fact that I always use my blinker. You do. Yeah. That's correct. And I generally follow the speed limit. And I wish I had said that to the woman. <laughs> when I could and not... you don't ever text and drive, which is really the problem these days. Right. And, and, yes. and I don't talk on the phone and drive because 
I don't really have a cell phone. <laughs> no. So and I've you got... can't see you can't see the numbers clearly on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we know why the cell phone isn't that appealing. <laughs> you can't Cause, see because I can't see if they're held over on yeah. the left. So. Uh, that's it. Uh, I, I have the temporary license. I'm good to go. I drove over to Bend. I saw everything, <laughs> everything in front of me. And I was very alert. Um, I mainly, I guess my right <laughs> side is compensating for my left side, but I'm going to go see an ophthalmologist. So the I don't recall having to retake an eye test here in California. Sheila, did you have to retake anything? Uh, yes, I did. I had to retake the eye test. You did? Oh. Yes. Maybe I was supposed to. Julie, did you have to retake an eye test in Texas? No, I didn't. No, nope. they just, uh, once I proved that I was an American citizen, they just gave me a name. That's in Texas. You got you to gotta have the right documents. <laughs> I remember putting on extra makeup that day, thinking that the photo was the only thing I needed to worry about. And I was wrong. I, I was wrong, ma'am. Okay? Monica, I would just merge right. Every, like, if, if you're feeling stressed out on the highway, just keep bearing right, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so what do you got, like t a good 10 years now before you have to do that again? Yes, and yeah. I figured the next time, I mean, when I was leaving the place, I was like, oh, for God's sakes, I should have just worn my reading glasses. Oh. Then I would have aced the test, um, and then I guess they would have put wears glasses on the license, and, you know, but that's not real life, reading glasses. I can't drive with reading glasses. When you're glasses. driving, right. That's no. <laughs> It's not actually. Right. Well, you know, Monica. By the time you get to double digits, you're going to need the glasses. So just, just <laughs> embrace it. It's freedom. You put them on, you're free. <laughs> just think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Am I next? I can't remember. No, I think Ju next? I think Julie's up next, right? Oh, yeah. So, Ju Julie, first of all, how's the wrist? You had wrist surgery what, like ten days ago now? days ago, I've now moved to a very high-tech purple cast, um, and I've started the very long process of physical therapy. So uh, right now, my wrist is not moving too much, but I'm doing my exercises, and I hope to be back in shape someday. So that's, but the report is good there. But, um, but Monica, I wanted to let you know, because I know what a huge Olympic fan you are. And yes. isn't this is your birthday show. Do you realize that we are now less than 90 days away from the opening ceremonies in Sochi, Russia for the Winter Olympics? Can you believe that? I, I, I can't. Well, I, I thought it was two years from now. Well, no. I mean, well, <laughs> well, I think Vladimir Putin would love it to be two years from now. Because <laughs> what he did this weekend uh, to sort of distract people, I, maybe you saw it, they did a little spacewalk with the Olympic torch. Did you see that? They had, did. Yeah, they I had, did, yeah. They had an unlit torch, Sheila. They didn't have a fire going, but an unlit torch. And, and some of the, um, the astronauts, cosmonauts that are up at the International Space Center were walking around with this torch. And that, that the idea is to just look up, look up, keep your eyes on the sun. <laughs> they do not want you to look to see what's happening in Sochi, Russia. 
because right now in Sochi, according to the Moscow Times, the main stadium where they are um, where they are going to have the opening and closing ceremonies, it's a disaster, quote unquote. That's where they they. I mean, I know we always hear these reports. Right, prior. right, right. Every time, every city, every, we hear these reports. You know, that this was, you know, this was true in Beijing. But I think the difference is like, uh, you know, Russia versus China. Like in China, they had that huge population. So as they got closer to the event and they realized that they were still running out of time, they just said they had people power, Liz, and they just threw a lot of people at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, not the case in Sochi, Russia. This is this is an isolated area. It's in the Caucasus. It's on the sea, and they've been actually using a lot of um, migrant workers from the Caucasus to actually build all these facilities. And so there's been all kinds of allegations of corruption. They fired several different managers of the Olympic projects. But and they've spent now over fifty billion dollars on uh, building um, building the facilities that are going to be along the sea, and then you're going to have to go about thirty uh, kilometers inland to the mountains for um, for many of the events. So so they have an issue there with the facilities. What I predict, having visited some. I've never been to the Caucasus, but I've been to some Russian resorts before. Uh, when I I'm imagining the air quotes when you use when you say the word resorts. If I could move my right hand, yes, I would be able to. Do <laughs> I've got a one hand air quote there, but um, it's just that that there's going to be a lot of like papering over. So if if you are going to this event, uh, to the Olympics, I would not get off the beaten path. I, I mean, because I think it's going to be a little like a Potemkin village there where like the facilities might, they might be able to slap that together, but like one block away, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very rough. So that's an issue. Snow, they're a little worried about snow. I mean, as they always are for the Olympics. Um, but last year they had a, a really, really warm winter. And so they're just worried that maybe they're going to have another warm winter. But the good thing that the Russians do that we don't do, because I've, I've seen this when I lived in Moscow, is that if they want, if they are planning some big event and they don't want it to rain, they actually seed the clouds ahead of time and make it rain somewhere else. And then so that it wouldn't rain in Moscow. Really, they would do that. Seems so, like a good idea. So you, ought to, you ought to try that in Portland, Monica, so, so it doesn't rain every year on the Rose Parade. <laughs> <laughs> Just seed the clouds over Seattle. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't rain in Seattle, so it's sunny skies in Portland. So, I mean, I'm suspecting that they're going to be doing the, uh, the reverse uh, in Sochi, that they would, they're going to they're gonna make it snow somehow. I don't, I don't know if it's healthy, but they're going to make it snow. Security has been a big issue, too, as, as it is for all Olympics now. And just in case you were thinking of taking that cell phone of yours, Monica, to Sochi, <laughs> um, they have already announced, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the security services in Russia have announced that, oh, they're going to be listening to your calls. All athletes' cell phones are going to be monitored during the games. So that's good, okay? That's nice and safe. That's a nice, warm welcome. <laughs> that's good. So just, you know, just keep that in mind as you're, you know, as you're making your, you know, your texts and your tweets and things like that. Putin is also, you know, Putin, I, I, did you see that just this past week? He was named the most powerful man in the world by Forbes magazine. <laughs> I saw more, that. Po more powerful 
more powerful than our president or anyone else. So Vladimir well, if he can make it snow, Julie, I feel like he deserves that title. Okay. <laughs> well, Liz, here's the big issue for him, in my mind, is he has said, Putin has come out and said that everybody is welcome at the Olympics. And despite the fact that they have very harsh laws restricting gays and lesbians, this is what Putin has said. And, you know, many athletes were considering boycotting the Olympics because of, because of the laws in Russia. But Putin says everybody is welcome. So I don't know how that's going to work out or whether or not. I suspect that we're going to have a number of athletes that are going to stand up and, and speak out against the kind of laws that they have in Russia. So uh, that's good. I hope they do when they go there. Totally agree with that. And yeah. then here's the best part. And I, and I know um, now, again, I've never been to the Caucasus region in Russia, because quite frankly, it was considered too dangerous when I was living in Russia. But I'm sure it's fine now. I'm sure it's, I've, got, I've got that together. But I have, a t I have been to many or several Caucasus-themed restaurants in Moscow. So I, um, I, I don't know a lot about the culture there. But one thing I do know that it's a very welcoming culture. They believe that guests are from God. And that's so that I think that um, visitors to Sochi could expect a very, very warm welcome. Um, they, they have a, ca a ca Caucasian expression that is, um, uh, you know, that if you have a guest and they stays for more than three days, they're part of the family. Oh. So, oh. Like, yes, I thought that was kind of nice. Sounds very friendly. The, uh, I got to say, you know, I'm very pro-Olympics, but I found the torch stunt vaguely bogus. Because yeah. there's <laughs> like... A, that annoyed me. If it's not lit... What's so interesting about the torch, right? It's, it, isn't the point of the torch that it is the Olympic flame? Yeah. So if you have no flame, how, do, how, do, how is it really the Olympic torch? So I'm not trying to, you know, be a stickler here, but I think torches are supposed to involve flame. And I can understand why they don't want flame on the International Space Station. Totally right. get that. I saw the movie Gravity. I know. We did. We saw Gravity. <laughs> Flames are not good, Liz. That would really be bad in that environment. I learned that a couple weeks ago at the movies. Um, but anyway, I was just underwhelmed by Torch in Space. That's just me. And you know, it wasn't the first time. We sent it to space in 96, before the Atlanta Games. Yes, but we didn't so take it out on like a space walk. space walk, which yeah. is, again, that's Ooh. a bogus distinction. So, right. just Olympic, Olympic historian, Leon Dolan. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were just trying to take, again, your eyes off the facilities on the ground. They just want you looking up. They don't want you looking down. But hopefully, Monica... They're going to get in high gear here, you know, starting today on your birthday and moving forward. So I just I, I wanted to give you all an Olympic update. The other the other if I can, the other exciting thing that happened to me this week is I, I put on my poncho um, and uh, with my with my big giant cast. And I went to the this was a first ever fundraiser for an organization that I work for, Educational First Steps, that works with low income child care centers in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And it, they take, you know, centers where kids are essentially sitting around watching TV and they turn them into accredited preschools. We had our first ever fundraiser, and we had Mrs. Laura Bush as our keynote speaker. So that was that must have been fun. That was super exciting. And here's, here's the best thing about it was that 
she, she, first, you know, she's a, a terrific speaker. And I think the fact that she, number one, was speaking in front of a hometown crowd in Dallas, Texas, the, that, you know, she has lived in Dallas for a long time. And number two, you can just see that as much as she thought it was a, a tremendous honor and privilege to serve in the White House, she is so totally happy not to be in the White House now. She said she is so, to, you know, uh, to be out of that bubble. Um, you know, she just had, uh, she was so relaxed and personal. And the first thing she did was, um, you know, because she really has a tremendous commitment to both women and children. And that her, her first job out of school, um, at, when she graduated from SMU, was to work in a low-income area in Houston teaching school, and that she was just really committed to, you know, to teaching and just how difficult it was, and that many of the students she had during that first year are, are children that she still thinks about because, you know, she doesn't know that she was, you know, successful with all of them. You know, she said because she was a new teacher, she made a lot of mistakes, and, you know, she, she didn't always know how, how to reach them. But she said from that experience, she really just always committed herself to being really um, dedicated to working on education. In fact, she told a story, and I had never heard that, that on the morning of 9-11, do you realize that she was in the late Sen uh, Senator Ted Kennedy's office up on Congress? That's where she was. She was, um, she was expected, she was about to make a presentation to the Senator's Education Committee about um, the importance of early childhood cognitive development. And she yeah. had to, I know, I, I, I you know, for I all I never really time, thought about that. I, I mean, obviously we knew her husband was in a classroom. Right, right, but, um, but we, I don't think anyone, I, I've never heard that story about where she was, but that's where, that's where she said, she, that's where she was, and she said, even in that moment, so by the t time the plane had hit the second tower and that she knew that she was going to have to leave the Capitol, that it wasn't an accident, that it was an attack, she and the senator decided that they were going to, and she said they used the word postpone their hearing because um, she, she didn't want to even give in at that moment. So, you know, it's just, a, it was a sort of an interesting insight into a very familiar story yeah, um, that, yeah, that yeah. I was impressed with. But probably the other thing that she talked about was, you know, she, as she talked about her family, and she sort of updated all of us on what, what's going on with her family. So first she said uh, the George Bush Sr., they were really happy that he was able to attend the, um, the opening of the presidential library. And she said Barbara Bush um, uh, walks, on, walks on the beach twice a day with her dogs and that she's in very good health even though she's 88 and i just had some sense she was probably wearing that pearl necklace as well. <laughs> yeah but she said she just really seizes the day every single day and um laura said she was very inspired by her mother-in-law because of how you know she just has a real take charge attitude about every single day of her life which is a good way to live yeah uh, and it's a good attitude to have about your mother-in-law like that because What's she going to do otherwise? You know, the, I mean, <laughs> I, don't you think, I mean, I, don't you think Barbara Bush would be kind of a tough mother-in-law? Yes. <laughs> I mean, not, not putting her down, just observing that it's a good thing Laura herself is so nice. <laughs> yes, well, I, but, you know, uh, so, but she also talked about being a grandmother and uh, her new granddaughter, Mila, 
And um, she addressed the burning question for a lot of people is, you know, well, what is their grandparents' name going to be? I mean, and, uh, and she re revealed that they have not chosen what Mila is going to call George and Laura Bush yet. So, uh, so they're still working on standing it. Standing by. Standing by. That's <laughs> first lady's news. I, I mean, huh. although yeah. she made a joke, she said, well, Barbara and Jenna thought it would be really cute if, um, if I was called Mimi Maxwell. I was like, huh? But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm just passing that on. So I'm just passing that on. But she also revealed that she said that Barbara, young Barbara Bush, her, her daughter, is now heading up not-for-profit called a Global Health Corps, sort of like Teach for America, but for healthcare workers, Monica. And so these are people that make a commitment to, to serve in underprivileged areas where there's a shortage of healthcare uh, workers for a period of two to three years. So that seems like a good thing to do. Yeah. All right. Hey, Julie, I want to ask you a question about that event because I knew you had talked about it on the show the other day that you were going to this and your approach to getting dressed for this, given the fact that you have the big cast on your right wrist and it was tough to, you had, you had set some rules out for yourself when you broke your wrist that, you know, and one of them was that you were giving up bras for the duration, that it would just be impossible <laughs> to put a bra on and with, with a, a broken right wrist. So I was having trouble imagining you like at this luncheon meeting Laura Bush but also having exercise rule. <laughs> and so if that's not, that's not too personal a question, I'm just wondering how you handled that. Liz, you know, that's, you know, that's, um, I, I believe in freedom. I think we've been talking about it. All <laughs> and that's I, an excellent question. <laughs> I, I managed, I, I found this slip-on bra. I mean, I, of course, I, it was the first lady, Liz. <laughs> that's why I was concerned. I knew that you couldn't, that it would be very hard for Julie Dolan to stand in front of Laura Bush without a bra. <laughs> right. No, no. I, I, I found this little sort of, trainer bra that I was able to get. <laughs> Just an over, also, the, over the head situation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which was much easier with my cat. <laughs> okay. You know, sorry. I didn't mean to pry. I just was very curious. That, that's the burning issue there. So all in all, it was a very successful day and Mrs. Bush did a fantastic job asking everyone in the room to write a check to uh, this organization that I work for. So I was very happy with that. So a very successful day was had by all. Excellent. Okay. Now I know I'm supposed to go, but honest to God, I have to run downstairs and wake up my son for work because he hasn't gotten up yet. <laughs> okay. So you go do that, Lee, and I'll carry on and just come back. Talking and I'll just join you guys when I get the valet Parker up for work. Hold okay. on. Oh. All right. This, this is, is real time. This is real time <laughs> podcasting, folks, right? You don't find this on other shows. It's no. like 24. No. Yep. They might actually stop and then take a break and then come back. But no, we don't do that here at Satellite Sisters. We just keep rolling. So I wanted to do a, a social roundup, sort of some of the things that's been going on uh, in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. But as long as we're getting into this, I might as well mention the, you know, people, you write to us all the time about how you can help us, what you can do to spread the word. There are a couple of key things you could do for us. If you uh, don't subscribe to the show from iTunes, if you subscribe, that is good for for us. And what's even better for us is if you write a review at iTunes of Satellite Sisters. So if you've never done that, um, that is really helpful to us. It helps our iTunes ratings. 
and then allegedly that will help us in the future. So we'll see how that goes. The other thing is we talk about Stitcher every once in a while on the show. It's one of those really great apps that you can have on your smartphone or you can listen online, and it sort of brings all of your favorite podcasts to you. And I was looking at our Stitcher rankings this week, sisters. Um, I'm not sure all of you do this, but every once in a while I just check on how we're doing. And uh, we've busted into the top 100 podcasts at Stitcher, which yes. I think is really great. <laughs> and this week, Sheila, we had a little flame next to our name. So Ooh. I don't know exactly what that means, but I've just decided it means Stitcher thinks we're hot. Okay? That's <laughs> I'm sure it's like... Or we're burning in hell. One of the yeah. two. But I think <laughs> I think it means, obviously, that we're a mover, that we're, it's like being on the board charts, like number seven with a bullet or something. So, so we're, we're in the top 100 with a flame. So uh, the way you can help our Stitcher ranking, if you're interested, is whenever you listen to the show on Stitcher, just press the thumbs up button. And you can also go into Stitcher and write a review there, too. So uh, these are all people that look at our rankings, and it helps us when we're talking to sponsors. So if you're, if you're so moved, uh, please go do that. Okay. So on I'm the back th- by the way, he's up, he's in the shower. I handed him a breakfast bar and okay. <laughs> he's, okay. he's off to work. That was pretty fast. Just doing our iTunes and Stitcher promo, Leanne. So <laughs> oh, a, little, a little live promo. So, uh, okay. Let's go back to your, um, where were you, where were you headed? Oh, okay. Well, I, I was thinking, um, about Monica's birthday. She'll had some advice. And I just wanted to identify a fitness trend that I think we should all stay away from. And so, and that is CrossFit, people. Uh, I was. Oh man. I go, I go to yes. this. I go to this yoga um, place that is right around the corner from a CrossFit gym, and so I have. I constantly have the um, the occasion to like come out of my yoga class all blissed out and I come around the corner and my yoga studio is beautiful and painted white and they have gorgeous flowers and there's hot tea and it's just a really good yoga studio. But the whole point of CrossFit seems to be to be like disgusting and dang. (laughs) I can't hear you, Julie. A fisher cat. Yeah, well, their their studio is painted like the color of sweat. I don't. It's like they, it's new. It smells. There's. It's just poorly lit. It's unflattering, and they're constantly like out on the sidewalk doing things, and then going in and lifting weight, and they're jumping rope, or for some reason they're doing push-ups on the sidewalk. And it's located in this little area that's just a tiny touch of San Francisco here in Pasadena. It's like a, a funny little hill hillside residential area so they're constantly running up and down the hills and stuff as I'm trying to get to my car so last week I thought of you guys because I came around the corner and here I am I'm relaxed I had a great yoga class and as I come around the corner of the CrossFit gym there are two women and honest to god it (laughs) reminds me of Liz and Monica okay it is like Liz giving Monica a piggyback ride So what? What the perfect vegan is going on here? And I can't possibly understand why two middle-aged women are giving each other. And I'll 
And then, then I continue around the corner and I see pairs of middle-aged and men with, they are not doing piggyback. They actually have each other over their shoulders, like a fireman's carry. But, but again. Okay, that cannot be good for you. No, I mean, why on earth would you get on like a sweaty stranger's shoulders and let him carry you down a steep hill? I mean, these are middle-aged men. Their knees were buckling. I was embarrassed. I just, I just want you to stay away from that, Monica. If you get the fever to really like get yourself back in shape, do not do the fireman's class at CrossFit because it was unbelievable. Can you imagine? Uh, no, I, and I can't imagine just doing that out in public. Right. No, you know, this is I, the street. Oh, oh, no. no. Yeah, like, like again, you you let a complete stranger hoist you on their shoulders and run down a hill. I don't, I don't know. I still can't get over the picture of Liz and I. I'm, Liz, I'm piggyback on Liz, and we're running down a public street. It's, exactly, and that's what these two women look like. I mean, we're not they, doing that, Liz, ever. Okay, I have a confession to make. The uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, you know, my trainer Shirley, who I was working out with for time she's a crossfit instructor and once she talked me into going to a crossfit class here in Santa Monica with her because it was like bring a friend week and we actually did that Leanne we oh, actually okay. I know this I just want you to know it's why I never ever 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 went back but we were if you can imagine me on Santa Monica Boulevard at 6 30 in the morning I had to run the length of a block carrying Shirley on my back, and then she had to run the length of a block carrying me on her back. And and people are driving by on Santa Monica Boulevard. I'm thinking, oh, my God, if somebody I know drives by right now, I, I I don't know what I will do. I will never live this down. This could be, like, the most embarrassing thing I have ever done. It's crazy. I know. It's totally crazy. But I actually got peer pressured into it just that once. This was, like, three years ago. And uh, and now, every time I even drive by that place on Santa Monica Boulevard, I get like this flashback of the, of the piggyback race. So uh, you're right. Having tried it once, I would recommend against it. I just don't yeah. think... I just don't think that can possibly be good for you. That's no. Really, certainly not good for your self-image if people see you doing it. But I'm not even sure it's good for your, your back or your legs or your knees or any other part of your body. So I'm with you there. With you there. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know, no, can, right, I, can I say... Well, that is an image I can no longer get out of my head. Okay. I, uh, can I say one, as long as you're talking about yoga, I just want to throw in one uh, vaguely related thing. There has been all of this talk this week about the awful uh, goings-on in the locker rooms at the Miami Dolphins. You know, I'm sure you've all read about it uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Yes. Um, the players really harassing each other, and this Richie Incognito was suspended by the Dolphins um, for amid um, 
they keep using the word bullying, but it was way worse than bullying another player uh, named Jonathan Martin. So the New York Times yesterday had a big, long story about it and this incognito's whole history, which involved he was, like, thrown off a bunch of college teams, not just for being an aggressive player on the field, but for, like, being aggressive against his own teammates all the time. And then he was admitted to a clinic at one point for his behavior, all of this um, going on for a long time. In college at Nebraska, they sent him to the Menninger Clinic in Topeka, Kansas, uh, because they treat psychiatric and behavioral problems. And no matter what, every time he got thrown out of one college, he got in someplace else. Every time he got thrown off one team, another team picked him up. But uh, I thought of you, Leon, when I read this. For the 2010 season, the Dolphins gave Incognito a one-year contract. He vowed he would be a changed man and embarked on a makeover that included yoga meditation and counseling so <laughs> apparently it's not work it did not <laughs> did not have the effect on him that it's had on you uh, yes, I, <laughs> yes I, I would say i would say maybe richie incognito is more the crossfit type not yeah. not so much the yoga type just an observation Maybe maybe his regime did not include um, the tea after the yoga class. And maybe that's the key. The brewed tea after yoga. Now, that's a terrible story it's in terrible. many ways. Everything yeah. about it is terrible. Yes, it is. Uh, all right. And then what else? Oh, and I just have one other thing I want to mention now. Um, the girls in the Satellite Sisterhood in Minneapolis got together and posted a fantastic photo on the Satellite Sisters. Facebook group page. Uh, they have been meeting regularly since I was out there in 2010 for my book, um, book tour. Uh, we met at a McCormick Schmicks, but now they meet every six months or so when Jennifer can come down from Wisconsin. It's a great photo. Take a look. I know Sue Shaughnessy seems to be the ringleader. She's organizing sort of an email list if you wanted to be included on that, which is absolutely fantastic. I love seeing the picture. I love knowing that people are getting together. Uh, I think that's fantastic. All right, great. I have, yeah. a, I have a couple of other items on the social roundup. So the if you go to the Facebook group, you'll see Kim posted a very funny story about Bitcoin. You know, we were talking about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, like, what is that? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a digital <laughs> currency that trades from computer to computer. And we were just generally mocking it. And Leon had proposed Legos would be a better form of currency than Bitcoin. <laughs> so so Kim, uh, Kim remembered that. And she posted a story this week about an Australian man who said hackers got into his computer and got a million dollars worth of Bitcoin cur- wow. currency. And it's like... I just don't understand. I don't even care. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it, it would be like someone saying they hacked into, you know, my computer and got all my Farmville cows. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> is that is that real? Am I supposed to care? I don't know. Right. I, I, I really don't know. So, is it a crime if it doesn't exist? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, I may I I posted a comment uh, in the. Uh, in the Facebook group that said, you know, see, if we really were trading Legos, they would never have been able to get away with a million dollars worth of Legos so easily. <laughs> and then, right. and somebody else said, unless they made the Legos into a car. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was funny. Okay, uh, so Kim, thank you. Debbie, uh, well, here's the first thing I love about Debbie. 
She is a professor at Carnegie Mellon, a Satellite Sisters listener slash professor at Carnegie Mellon. So I just enjoy knowing that, Debbie, that someone like you is uh, is a fan of the show. So she posted a couple of videos um, uh, on the site that is uh, that she's worked on where they're sort of explaining energy topics. It's called a whiteboard animation, but it features Scotty the Scottish Terrier, who apparently is the mascot for Carnegie Mellon. So it's sort of Scotty. And the one that – I looked at the one that's about whether driving a hybrid car, Sheila, is actually good for, the, um, good for the environment or not. Anyway, Debbie, thanks for sharing your work with us. I, I, I love those videos. Yeah. Love they, them. Uh, they were good. really – they were fun. They were simple. And Debbie's trying to get a lot of traffic for these. Apparently, it's very competitive at Carnegie Mellon to get people to watch your things that you do about your topics. So um, any watching, viewing, sharing you want to do, I think will help Debbie and you'll enjoy it. And there were, um, there were several messages that were targeted at specific sisters. Okay. So, so Julie, um, listener Liz posted a recipe that she thought you might want that would help your recuperation. She thought you really needed to make this sausage and kale soup. That was... Oh! <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, no, no. I am not. I, I think we're through with kale. But I appreciate it. And here's the thing. That's the thing with kale lovers. They, they believe that it's just... I haven't had the right recipe. If I only have <laughs> recipe with kale in it, that... I mean, if you... In fact, if you Google kale hating, you know what you get? The kale lovers' recipes to turn kale haters into kale lovers. Okay. I can't do it. I'm okay. not going. All right. Well, uh, so, uh, so oh, nice try, Liz, but that's not going to work. Jill posted today, Monica, a special birthday photo for you. Dog-related. Oh. Dog I think you'll find it super cute if you haven't seen it yet. And then Lynn posted a comment this week just, just because she feels this way. She just said... I missed the lab rats. So, oh. so I thought we, you know, come on, rats, you're on the show today. When are we going to get a, a lab rats for you guys? Well, we were going to, uh, we were going to test taste uh, the new French fries at Burger King, right, Monica? That's right, but something happened. <laughs> something happened with our scheduling. With our schedule. Well, we, we need to do. That. We need to take a meeting and. Um, and then decide what what we want to do, right, Monica? Maybe, yeah, maybe a trip down that Freedom Mile you're talking about. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love that because I already have several of the products because I'm double digits, so I can report. I can I can definitely report. That's a real public service that you two would be doing. So, okay, okay, the return of the lab rats. You heard it here. They're going to work on it. So, uh, thank you very much, Lynn, for for posting that. Anyone else? You know, you can just join the Facebook group. We also have a Satellite Sisters fan page. We also tweet. It's at Sat Sisters. I tweet at SS Liz. Leanne, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, at Leanne Dolan. Okay, all right. So just. Keeping it clean, keeping it simple. At Leon Dolan. Uh, Did you mention the podcast awards while I was waking oh, my no, up? Oh no, no. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Remind oh, everyone. All right. So we're we're still doing the daily voting. Uh, we still need your daily vote at the podcast awards. Podcastawards.com. We have no indication of where we are in the race, and we won't know till January. But you do have to vote, and then you have to verify. So it is an annoying two-step process that uh, could mean you have to check your spam folder. And we're so sorry. But should you should you be over? 
over there, podcastawards.com. We are up for awards in the general category and in the people's choice category. And, um, and we have uh, the history chicks in the education category. But there are also just a lot of good podcast suggestions there. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for new shows, it's, uh, there's a wide range of shows. So I've had fun sort of clicking around, listening to a bunch of new shows. Yeah, looking forward to that. As, lo- as long as you're not voting for anyone else, we're fine to listen around. <laughs> <laughs> and Lee, and I know you, uh, you've mentioned tea several times this show. Didn't you have a coffee comment you wanted to throw in? Well, I, you know, I was sent a free Keurig machine. Uh, as part of their social media campaign. I was sent two, actually. I offered one to Sheila. She never showed, so I gave it to Liz. So I, t- I took it. I took it. Sorry, Sheila. You snoozed No, you, you snoozed it's you okay. <laughs> I, ha- I have to say, uh, I have gone curry cray cray. I mean, I just, I can't get enough of these cake cups. I, I have them in every flavor, and I, I spend most of my free time now searching for cake cups. I don't know what's happened to me. I have... Chamomile tea, I have green tea, I have cocoa. I, I, I saw like the holiday blend Starbucks K cups. I probably oh, but I was so happy. I can't I can't understand how I've become a convert so quickly. Because I just find it really delightful and enjoyable. And I I don't get um, bothered by the, the K cup mess at all. I love it. So that, so I'm just saying, Monica I almost got you one for your birthday and then Ooh. I, I didn't know if you'd be pro or resistant, so... They're resting. <laughs> They're not broken. They're just resting. They are resting this weekend. Uh, okay. So anyway, and I gave out a whole bunch of those coupons. All my coupons are gone. My coupon code... be good for, like, a one-handed person. That's, you know... <laughs> a nice, easy way. If you can't drive yourself to Starbucks, right? So, uh, uh, just a thought. Okay. Uh, Okay, so Monica, enjoy the rest of your birthday day. Thank you. Thank you. you. This was really fun, you guys. Fun to talk to you this morning. All right. Yeah, happy birthday, Monica. Thanks. Enjoy every second of it. (laughs) (laughs) Keep looking on the bright side. Whatever you see, whatever you can make out. (laughs) It's all about the freedom. All about the freedom. Luckily, we drive on the right side of the road here. (laughs) I got that going for me. All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.